Welcome to Legally Speaking, a podcast from the Utah Attorney General's Office. Here, we will be discussing matters of policy and justice, cases that our office is taking on, hot topics in Utah and in the world, but of course, it'll all be done, legally speaking. Hello and welcome to the Utah Attorney General's Office podcast, Legally Speaking. I'm Richard Pyatt, along here with Carol Verdoya, who is our Child Protection Division Director. Today we're talking about a very important issue for young children who perhaps are adopted or who find themselves in bad situations and their parents don't really know what to do. Sometimes that doesn't end so well for the child. Carol, thanks for joining us today. Um, what issue are we addressing here today? Uh, we're addressing the new law that was passed in this legislative session that's a uniform act, which means that it's been put together so every state can look at enacting it. But our state had already passed a similar law. Uh, in 2017. And it's designed to protect children. It started out being an issue, a phenomenon involving um, adopted children. And primarily that is where the problems occur. Um, but it is, it is all about what should happen when there are problems and where the child can be placed or what kinds of regulations apply to that. So let me just sort of boil this down to make it a little, a, a little more plain speaking, if you will. Sometimes children are a problem. They're facing um, you know, various conditions that lead them to be very difficult to handle. And some of the parents can't handle that difficult child. And sometimes the child simply is abandoned. Sometimes bad things happen to the child. Did I say that accurately? I think you said that accurately, yes. Okay, so, so how, like how common, so, if you think about a child, we know that children can be challenging. But to think about a child being abandoned or being sort of dumped because they aren't um, what the parents expected or wanted is horrifying, even if no matter how bad the child is. How often does that happen in Utah? Well, it's hard to know how often it happens because a lot of this is happening sort of uh, under the radar which is what was discovered in 2013 when the national conversation began about this. And Sean Reyes immediately got our office involved with that national conversation and it has led to this recent uniform law. So um, it's, it's, it's hard to know how often it's happening. But we, we don't know how often it's happening, but we do know that it's happening. We do know that's happening. Can we, you think of examples of, of a child that maybe faced this? Yes, um, we've had some recent examples and some more in the past, but uh, We've had a case where a child who was adopted internationally was sent from another state to Utah to a person who they found in a Facebook Facebook group. And uh, the thing about this law is that it's designed to provide intervention and action to protect children if the proper legal channels are not being followed when a child is essentially abandoned by a parent or an adoptive parent or someone who's trying to adopt a child. So when you say abandoned, are they left? Is it left anywhere? Could they be left at the shopping mall? Could they be left at a on somebody's doorstep? Or what does that usually look like? That's a different intervention and a different part of the law that we deal with. Okay. Those things happen. This is more about caregivers who, for one reason or another, want to place the child somewhere else. Okay. So if the 
if the procedure isn't followed appropriately, then that means that the child is at risk big time. What kinds of things can happen to these kids? Well, first of all, if a child is placed with a caregiver who's not fit or has a criminal background, and that hasn't been discovered because the proper procedures weren't followed, then all kinds of difficult, bad, horrifying things can happen to the child. Uh, the other thing that can happen is even with well-intentioned adoptive parents or others who feel that they can't handle the child, um, they're putting them into a situation where the next caregiver doesn't have the legal authority to access medical care or school or funds for the child. So those are the kinds of things that can happen. Can the child fall into an even worse abusive situation or maybe a maybe a child trafficking kind of situation? Would the, would the child be subject to human trafficking? Yes, the child can be subject to that because if you can imagine um, uh, some people, the one, the people with nefarious purposes might be transferring a child around to several placements. Um, and nobody knows what's happened to that child or where they are. And nobody's tracking it. So we, you know, we, we want to be able to not only intervene and assess a situation and act to protect a child if that's necessary, but we also want to educate, provide resources and provide um, guidance to adoptive parents and others about what they can do and how they should handle it. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is, how does our office get involved? What, what do we do? Well, so my division represents the Division of Child and Family Services, and when they get a call and they respond to it, it could be any of the situations we've discussed. Uh, and they go out and assess the, the, see the child assess the situation. Um, our office also is contacted by the State Department when there's an international adoption situation. And we have had some where the child has been abused and has been passed on. Um, and so the State Department actually contacts us to be sure that we can assist with that. Okay. How often are the parents held accountable for whatever's happened to the child? Is it more difficult to do that? It's, it's probably not the primary purpose of the law to be punitive. Mm -hmm. At least that's not what I've seen and it's not the general sense of the law. It is available to punish any adult who puts a child in that kind of situation. But, but typically um, what has happened is the parents have been given some guidance and resources and assistance. Okay. So the original bill was the high-risk adoption law, and this year it was essentially codified to match other states in this same effort so that all the states are unified without Congress getting involved and we can all work together on this thing. Are you anticipating that's going to go smoothly? I'm hoping the other states will enact it. The state of Washington already enacted it at about the same time that Utah did. Okay. And uh, I think because other states have legislative sessions, they're at different times of the year or our year long, we don't know when it's going to come up. So it's nice to see that in an age of conflict, we have something that we do agree on, and that is protecting at-risk children. Correct. All right. So um, you mentioned that this year there were improvements made to the 2017 bill. What kind of improvements do you think are going to be helpful? The improvements that are helpful is that it's actually very clear uh, about what kinds of placements are prohibited and what kinds of placements are not prohibited. And previously it was a little bit more vague. And so I think that with all of the national conversation that went on around this, it helped address 
some um, people's concerns and advocates and, and adoption agencies and others about what's prohibited and what isn't. So that was, that was an important step in the right direction. So if someone finds themselves in a situation, what can they do to get involved? If somebody's really passionate about this, who may be watching or listening right now, is there an opportunity for, for the public to be involved or uh, to involve themselves and make a, make a difference if they choose to? I think that the most important thing is the public being educated about this because I think, again, this is flying under the radar a lot and people are reaching into their own communities, whether it's a church group or a Facebook group or some other kind of group and saying, let's make a decision that's best for this child. And the child gets placed without following the law. And I think if, if the public can educate each other about if it's better to follow those procedures, make sure a placement is properly vetted, for lack of a better term, you know, background checked and assessed, that that's, that's better for everyone, uh, better for the child, absolutely. So just in, in broad terms, um, you know, the name of your office is Child Protection. Are you finding that children may need protection now more than ever? Or has it always been the case that children needed protection and they just weren't getting it? I think now more than ever is, is the accurate way to phrase it because we've seen this phenomenon pop up as something that, you know, uh, people out there think is an appropriate way to handle a situation. And it may be because of the internet and things like social media that allow people to communicate and post photos and have discussions in a way that they haven't been able to do in the past. And so it can lead to some of these kinds of placements. And mm -hmm. you think you know someone when you have a social media account with them and you think, I can place this child here and this child will be just fine. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that is just not the case. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. A lot of people don't realize that this is one of the duties of the Utah Attorney General's office. Do you meet people who are surprised that we have a child protection division or do they say, oh, I didn't know the AG's office did that? I think people are surprised yeah. uh, about that. I think they think of our office as separate from some of those agencies that they hear about in right. the news. So, yeah. Yes. Well, we appreciate the work of all of your all of your people down there because I know that it can be very, very difficult, very, very emotional, and very, very trying. So thanks for that. And thanks for coming in and joining us on the podcast today. It's been fun having you. Thanks, Rich. It's really yeah. nice to be here. We appreciate the chance to talk about our work. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you soon with another edition of the Utah Attorney General's Office Point of View, Legally Speaking.